Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our program. <laughs> Why do we own this DVD? Your true host, Sean Takaki, and his wife, Diane. Diane and Sean. Yeah. Why do we own this DVD? Sean Takaki and his wife Diane. Yeah. Just want to say, why do we own this DVD? Why? Hello. Where is it spicy? Oh my god, if you say that one more time, I will continue. <laughs> Nothing this. you can do. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome. To another episode of Why Do We Own This DVD? That was loud. It was, and I'm super tired. So let's make this one like five minutes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm tired in my... I'm just tired. It's been a week. It seems... No one wants like to hear about quick. how tired I am. Sean and I, we got our boosters this week. Oh, we did. That's right. Yeah, that seems like a lifetime ago, but not really. Do do they consider? You know how, like after the second shot, you have to wait mm-hmm. two weeks mm-hmm. so you were. Yeah, I don't know. I fully vax. What do they call it? Vaccine. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. Brood. <laughs> um. Yeah, I have to wait two weeks for it to be a hundred percent effective. So, is there a, a waiting period for the booster, or is it like? Like a top up. I feel like it's just a top up, and that I meant to ask the same nurse here. lady if each dose is the same. Oh, I asked her. Is it the same? I don't know. Do I want to tell you? Like, is is the shot number one? Is that the, X amount of vaccine, and then is shot two like the same? Oh. And the booster is the same if it's Pfizer, right? Moderna's half. Oh, really? That's what she said. That's what the lady nurse said who poked me in the arm. So each of the Pfizer shots, it's just all the same thing. It's just a matter of getting more of it into you, I guess, each time. Okay. Change my DNA. (laughs) Just kidding. But this is not the Vax cast. (laughs) Odd scene. Mm. Mm, Mine sounded better. Vax cast. We are pro science, but not talking about it. We are pro DVD and living it. We are. We are pro physical media. We are DVD tolerant. We are pro. I was listening to a streaming? podcast the other day. I'm not going to say what it was because she bothers me. But um, one of the people was like getting made fun of for his extensive physical media collection. By her? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like cartoons? Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, so when the rapture hits, he'll be the only one who can still watch shit. <laughs> the rapture. I don't know. Like, they were making fun of him for his physical media collection. But the thing is, you a DVD can't get hacked and, like, corrupted. Yeah, if your Wi-Fi goes out, you know what you can still do? Watch a DVD. And that's why we're here, guys. We're here to tell you about the wonderful... World of like like a DVD video disc. A, a DVD wouldn't be bothered by a, DD, a DDoS attack. 
I don't know what words you said, but yes. Um, and tonight, one of those DVDs we're talking about is quite the movie. I don't even... It is the longest two-hour movie you will ever fucking watch. It's an... It felt like I was watching it for three years. <laughs> uh, this is one of the oddest movies i've ever seen in my life it's it's one of the it's such it's this movie is rare for us to own because it's all drama yeah um there's no comedy there's no genre-esque you know like fantasy type any element to it yeah this is a melodrama there's actually a a a hint of magical realism where because you know he gets the spirit of the bear Oh, like, and, um, and one stab can he senses he appropriates you know, the Native American. He Spidey senses the death of Samuel, and he he knows sure, that that's that more... Tristan's gone Native. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it, it's spiritual, but not religious. Okay. Yes. <laughs> As Paul Tompkins. Yeah. So <laughs> we are talking about, of course, from 1994. The 133-minute sprawling melodrama directed by Edswick. Edswick or Edward? Well, I call him Edswick. Because why? Because you you grew up together and (laughs) you've known him for all your life? (laughs) me and Ed. Childhood friends. We're talking about Legends of the Fall. I don't even know what that means. Today I learned, T-I-L, it doesn't mean autumn. No, I re- I figured that. I thought it always did. Why? There's no autumn in this movie. I know, but I'm sorry. There's only a winter and a spring. Legends of the Fall, I'm thinking, oh, like autumn. No, no. it means like the biblical fall of innocence. It's not the legends of the autumn in New York. That'd be good. No, fuck that. Burn that movie. Nope. Hey, this is a positive podcast. We don't... Fucking positive I'd burn that movie. In a dumpster fire. All right. Legends of the Fall. This movie opened. Legends of the Autumn. This movie did not open in the fall. No. It opened December 23rd. Yeah, because this whole movie is winter. Can I get through a sentence? They do talk about the winter. And, and the spring. That's about it. The mom didn't like it. She said, Fuck She would this. leave every winter and then come back in the spring. And then, then one, one year. year. She didn't. Because she was... She's all again that metropolitan. Any who is a weasels, December twenty third, nineteen ninety four. That's a weird time. Day before Christmas Eve. (laughs) (laughs) The day before. The day before. It's a Christmas opening. Uh, What were you doing in December nineteen ninety four? Fuck if I know. Mm, Okay, I was fifteen. I was not watching this movie. I was what? Um, I had probably just seen this open direct the same time as Little Women. The, uh, the, the the one that we talked about, yeah. Winona. The 1994 version. The Claire Danes Winona one? Sure. It was around the same time. Same with Interview with the Vampire, around the same time. Saw both in the theater. Did I, not see this in the theater. This is I great. I think I saw Interview with the Vampire in the theater. I did with my friends. I don't know how we got in. We did. But, I mean, I didn't go, like, first run. I mean, I didn't go, like, I feel opening like we weekend. Did. I feel like we did. It was I one mean, of those, like, Friday night vampire movies opening. Let's go. I remember I had a cough during it. I don't remember for sure if I saw it in the theater, but I think I 
did. Okay. Did you see Legends of the Fall in the theater? Didn't even see it on fucking VHS. Um, this is one that I didn't see it until probably you were watching it one day. Cause I've seen much of this movie. Mm-hmm. Much. Don't re- don't recall all of it. So yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's weird uh-huh. because I I there's lots of parts that I oh, don't remember. I was a sophomore in high school. Okay, I had to figure out how old I was. Fifteen, sophomore in high school. Yeah, but, that I checks. Mean, there should have been more parts that I remembered if. This had been a movie I had sat through, but apparently mm. I don't, which makes me think I didn't mm-hmm. sit through it because I would have remembered. Yeah. I am the that same. There's the, the two most beautiful people of that year are naked. Yes. I had no memory of that. So honestly, I, I never saw it because that would have stuck with me. Did I feel like I've only sat through this movie once. Um, It's one of those like a while back, I, you know, saw it at a mm-hmm. thrift store for like a dollar. And that's oh, why wait, we, you, didn't, you didn't even buy this, like, first, no. first print retail? <clears throat> no, this is a thrift store oh. catch. You know, $1.50, however much. But All the Pretty Horses was a direct oh, God. That opening was like, release weekend buy, retail buy. <laughs> yeah, and you know I probably paid $25 for it. Um, but no, this is one that, you know, you I saw at the thrift store. I'm like, oh, this would be kind of fun to have. And I think I just wanted to watch it again, and it was one of those. It's not streaming anywhere. Well, it might be on stars. But it feels like a stars movie. Mm-hmm. So this is it. The movie's based on book of the same name, written by Jim Harrison. Never heard of this is book. Is the movie based on like a biographical or no, is it just, it's just a novel? It's just like a novel. Okay. It feels like a Louis Lamore kind of and, boring western. And yeah, it's just a you know, it takes place, you know. During World War One times through the nineteen twenties, early twenties, twenty one. It's just it takes part during like Western expansion. Feels like right, or actually post Western expansion. It's, it's nineteen thirteen yeah, to like nineteen twenty one. Let's say that. And you know it's about the Ludlow family. Um, Anthony Hopkins, he's our he's the head of the Ludlow family. Colonel William Ludlow. He fought in the like French Indian War. Maybe yeah, Spanish it's only refer- it's only referred to as like the Indian Wars. Yeah, I don't French Indian War seems like it'd be a little too early because Spanish American War was like late eighteen hundreds, like eighteen ninety eight or something. I'm not really sure what he fought in, but he. I wonder. So wait, but he didn't like how the Native Americans were being treated, so mm-hmm. he's like, "War sucks. I quit." Yeah, he yeah he didn't want to take part in like the. Forced removal of the indigenous people. Yeah, so maybe it was back in the because that's like the eighteen sixties and stuff. I mean, it's just we're not here for a history lesson, guys. Like I mean, date wise, like just post Civil War, really. Yeah, like Laura Ingalls time. Yeah. You know, they kicked him off too. So, um, but he so he quits the army and moves to like a very remote place in Montana. Nice big house and and all of this acreage took place. Now, so this is like early 1900s because the boys are growing up. When he was in the army and doing all that, was he in the Canadian army? I don't know. Because they're not I American. Do ha- I do have something about when the boys fight, I'll get to. They're fighting for Canada. I'll get to it. But I don't know about him, though. So, because I kind of remember 
like the uniforms were very Civil War era style. Because he's uniforms. from Cornwall. Because he he is British. But it says sick by of birth, sick of betrayals. The United States government perpetrated on Native Americans. Colonel William Ludlow leaves the army. Makes it sound like he's American. Yeah, so I think he went from England to America. Fought for America. But then somehow the boys went to Canada to fight in World War One. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to say? Okay, I'll read it. I'll go find what I wrote about it. So the brothers... Is it, wait, is this prior to the Americans entering World War One? Americans had entered until oh, like... Yeah, 19, not to the very end. At the very end. Yeah. So that's why... So was Canada just kind of taking whoever would want to... Well, in Canada is like British. No, I know, but I mean, they're not, the boys aren't British. So, yeah. Was Canada's like, help us win this war, whoever you are? Yes. Okay. The brothers enlisted in the Canadian Army appear to have served in the 10th Battalion Canadian Expeditionary Expeditionary Force, judging, going by like the badges that are Mm -hmm. on their uniforms. The 10th Battalion was formed in the 103rd Regiment, the Calgary Rifles which was later known as the Calgary Highlanders. Um, several soldier extras were current members of the Calgary Highlanders. Wow. Still I wonder, around. I wonder if the guy who kicks the, the soccer ball was, because, you know, there's a guy in a kilt. Yep, I wrote about the soccer ball, too. Oh, really? Was that a thing that they a actually football. did? Yeah. A soldier, this is a real thing. A soldier is given a football just before the British advance, mm-hmm. advance in this, the Canadian soldier. And this is based on historical fact. It's found that if the soldiers could keep part of their focus on moving the ball forward, it would lessen the tension. It's like a so it's like a sport. Yeah, like American. They they have an objective. (laughs) Like American football, keep moving it forward, keep advancing. Any interesting. Anyway, so Anthony Hopkins, the leader of this family, is married to Christina Pickles who decides that she doesn't like Montana winters. She's going to, she goes away, like we said, every winter. And then one spring, she never returns. She decides to stay, which is, I don't know and if we I, don't, we don't really know. We don't ever, it's never assumed that she's taking, taking another man. No, it's not. It's just. She's just my, living like a bougie life in Boston. Yeah, I don't or, really. Or no, she's really, like, wait, where is she? And my, because I know Susanna is from Boston, and she knew her. Yeah, because I don't care. I really don't. Samuel care was where she lived. Bo- <laughs> Samuel was in Boston for whatever, and then meets Susanna, right? And just says East Coast. Back. It just says East Coast. Okay. So you know, doesn't. Okay. Um, I assumed Tristan, she went to like New York or whatever, but uh, our three boys, Alfred, Tristan. And yeah. Samuel. Wow, you just forget. Yeah, Samuel? I couldn't remember. I was oh. like Henry. The name we just said. Um, Alfred, played by Aiden Quinn, a young, very lean. You know, Aiden oh. Quinn from Practical Magic, twenty-two percent very, very skinny Aiden Quinn. Yeah, Tristan is a very young Brad Pitt. I always say very young. He's not that. He's thirty, and he still looks the same. He's. This is. Prime Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah, it is. This is when Brad Pitt was the hottest man in America. Maybe the world. I mean, that hair. That hair is ridiculous. I mean, in in the best way. It is ridiculous. And then Samuel played by an old (laughs) Henry Thomas. I say old because he was... A old Elliot. (laughs) Elliot from E.T. Everyone knows him as a kid 
So it's, I'm sure for some people it was a little off-putting to see him. Because it looks like him just stretched 12 out. Years, 12 years later, yeah. He still looks the same. He's just stretched long. So these three boys, um, of the three of them, Tristan is the most pissed at mom. He vows to never speak of her again. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't ever really. Um, this is when um, the boys are young, you know, and then when Tristan is 12, he um, he goes on all these adventures like by himself because he's trying to like, I don't know what he's trying to do, but he finds a bear and this like will carry throughout the whole movie. He touches a sleeping grizzly bear who fucking attacks him, rips his... Like Padme style, rips his clothes. But this one's just a sleeve or yeah. something. And then he cuts off a claw from the bear and keeps it with him. Like a forever. Like a, like a toe. A finger. Yeah, so we know right off the bat that Tristan is different from his two brothers. I mean, he's, he's basically one. gone on like a, on a vision quest. He's found his yeah. spirit animal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gone local. Which we don't really say anymore we're not supposed to say spirit animal because that is is it appropriate yeah. appropriative yeah. but i mean that's what it's representing though it's yeah in this movie that's what we're not using it as like oh my cat is my spirit animal i mean yeah, it's, i mean this bear is his spirit animal yes um some years pass you know samuel goes off to college and i don't know what alfred does Alfred, I don't know. Alfred and Tristan just stay at home. They stay at home. With dad. Samuel goes off to Harvard. Oh, comes, is that where he He goes to going? Harvard. When, he, when we meet Samuel, he's coming back from college with his fiance, Susanna, played by the lovely and beautiful Julia Ormond. I. Huh. Who looks stressed out this entire movie. Mm-hmm. She, in 1994. Uh-huh. She, I mean, find I mean, your words. Like Mr. she Sean. is like beyond pretty. She's just, but and yet she's again. She's like that, not hot. She's regular pretty. Jennifer Connelly. That's who we we were talking about that one time. Where she's like regular, regular pretty. pretty. Yeah, you, but she's was, like incredibly regular. It was pretty. Jennifer Connelly in Beautiful Mind. Oh, okay. That's who you were referring to right. the first time. I mean, she's gorgeous. I mean, she's just yeah, everything. And when she's writing, when she's training as a cowgirl, yeah, when she looks like she's twelve, sure, it's odd. Okay, I thought you were gonna say no. It's, I was like mm. because like suddenly she de-ages by ten years. <laughs> so he uh, introduces Susanna to uh, Tristan and Alfred, who are both quite taken by her it's well, obvious well first it's just mr ludlow and i mean dad and uh-huh. and alfred because tristan's sure. nowhere to be found um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah and dad's all pissed off he's like you yeah. you better be here to greet his you know son or his brother i mean and yeah. sure enough he then he comes riding up over the hill with a mm-hmm. horse dead deer something yeah yeah he had been hunting or something um so she kind of gets to know the family um, and she's very taken with the family. She yes, she and they're very taken with her. And I mean, I mean and she all... she blends right in. She you know sure, yeah. But then uh, Samuel decides I'm going to join 
the he wants um, to fight in the war. Canadian army help Britain fight against Germany because he's all obsessed with World War One that's going on over there. He's like, we need to help. And of course, Dad doesn't like this because you know, fuck war, but can't stop him. And then Tristan and Alfred were like, we'll go to watch. We'll watch over him. I mean, it, it had echoes of the Patriot. Okay. Tristan doesn't want to join, but he promises Susanna in a very romantic moment because she's distraught. She's crying into his arms. Well, and I do like when Alfred sees it. Well, I like when she's like he, he won't he won't change his mind, and he's like change, change it, it for, for him. him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's basically like you have the power. You can do this. Yeah, she doesn't though. So they're in World War One. They're wherever. They're in Germany, France, France. Yeah, yeah, France. Um, Alfred is a he's an officer. Mm-hmm. He unfortunately leads a charge into a bad area, heavy casualties. He hurts his leg, and then he and Tristan find out that Samuel's volunteered for this dangerous reconnaissance mission mm-hmm. which i don't know what that word means i think because that satchel he gets from the other guy because mm-hmm. i think the two of them are getting mm-hmm. some kind of battle plan from another area mm-hmm. and they have to retrieve it so they're running back towards oh, okay. their original camp yeah and so this is very dangerous and tristan and alpha are like fuck samuel and, i mean so tristan um Find Samuel, but it's it's too late. The opposing team. Oh wow, God. what? <laughs> they are uh, released. The Germans. The Germans released this. Chlorine, uh, chlorine, uh, chlorine gas. gas. Yeah, which I I wrote down what it is. Hold on. It's chlorine gas. Um, it's recognizable by its pale green color. Um, combines with water in the lungs, eyes, and on the skin to create hydrochloric acid, which destroys lung tissue and causes blindness. And the smell has been described by people who survive as a combination of pineapple and pepper. Huh. Today you learned. Anyway, the green gas is everywhere. Samuel can't see. And Tristan is running towards him. And meanwhile, there's two Germans. Well, Samuel gets caught up in some barbed wire. Yeah. This whole scene's awful. I mean, like... The whole time... You can, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, there and there's screaming for because at this point, Tristan can hear Samuel now, so he yeah. knows roughly where he is. Yeah, and he's running. And towards Samuel's him. like Tristan. Well, Tristan. not like that. I know, but you know what I mean. He's like, I can't move and I can't see because he's stuck. Yeah, and he's stuck upright and like spread out basically. Uh huh. And the Germans are setting up a like a. Large machine gun. Yeah. Aimed right at him. Because they're going to kill the runner. It's yeah. basically like Private Ryan where they kill the runner. Uh-huh. Who's running orders between units. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, the whole time that Tristan's running, when we were kind of between Samuel and Tristan. Yeah. When Tristan sees Samuel, he sees, he can kind of see the Germans. Uh-huh. I'm thinking... If you hadn't stopped and checked those other five guys, because he would stop and mm. check bodies. He didn't know. But okay. at Continue. that point, you're checking dead bodies. It's too late. Yeah. Well. Even if it was Sam, it would be too late. So 
find the live people first. If you don't, if he runs out, I got way, nothing, dude. I got nothing. No Sam. Well, then you go back and then you check the bodies. But got nothing. Anyways, but yeah, if he hadn't checked all those bodies, he would have gone to Samuel in time. However, would he have been able to unhook Samuel? No. And save him. He would not get shot. Also, he they both so, would be dead. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he finds Sam. I mean, he doesn't get to him on time. The machine gun goes off and destroys Samuel. Very um, uh, Sunny Corleone style. Oh yeah, <laughs> very. A little, a little fewer bullets than Sunny. A little less squibs. Yeah. Um, but just as devastating, and maybe it's, even more so because it's got the barbed wire, and Tristan screaming. He he murders those Germans. Yeah. Like he, something switches off in him. Well, um, he still only he only still shoots them. Well, he's but mad. He's he's, he's more focused on Samuel at this time. He um grabs Samuel. Obviously, is dead. It's kind of gross. He's dying. Blood coming out of his mouth and like wow, Henry Thomas death scene. This is up there. It's in, a good one. I mean, not good one, but I mean, it's a. It was a a, a a a strong one. It was a strong one. Strong performance. Strong death. Strong death, Henry. Um, and Tristan does something. At first, I was like, "What? Why is he doing?" But then, so if you don't pay attention to the opening I, narration, I know I was. You won't know that the Cree like warrior kind of code. The sort of their mm-hmm. ritual is to mm-hmm. cut the heart out of like your your foe. Uh-huh. Or you're like a, a fallen warrior to honor, to release their spirit. Yes. You hold their warm heart in your hand. Yep. And it releases their spirit. So this is exactly what Tristan does. He, he gets a knife and he holds it up. And I'm like, what is he doing? He's already dead. And then he cut. We don't see it. We, you hear it. He cuts out Samuel's heart. And then the next scene, we see him holding the bloody heart and... He puts it in like a ration. And then he goes like Anakin style to like um to kill all the Tuscan to Raiders. To kill all the Tuscan Raiders. He goes and scalps a bunch of he Germans. He goes and collects a whole bunch of scalps. Oh. And he comes back to camp with the scalps hanging around his neck. Uh, I mean, um, and very just not in the moment. He's out, he's gone. He's gone. You look he's at those mentally, eyes, you're like else. you're not even. Which okay, understandable. Um Fellow soldiers a little freaked out by him. They're like, go home. Discharge. Yeah, we don't know if he's gotten like a dishonorable discharge because that is brutal. I doubt it. He doesn't go home right away. He, he goes, goes on to, a, to like an un- He goes to stay with his uncle in Cornwall for a while. Yeah, and then he goes to Seemingly some, as like punishment. So he can't, they're not allowing him to go home. I don't know. Doesn't say where he goes on this. Well, they, we see him at that like island. The letter that, or... That Alfred uh-huh. is telling Mr. Ludlow, Papa Ludlow, that Tristan, or I think it's a letter. Oh, it's a, I think it's a letter that Tristan writes. Okay, so Alfred because returns home. He's saying that he's he's mm-hmm. going to stay with his uncle in Cornwall. He's sending Sam's heart back with Sam, oh yeah, with in a little tin box. Yep. Yeah. Um, Alfred. When he gets home, he, you know, talking to Susanna, he's like, well, you know, Samuel's dead. Tristan's gone. Let's get married. (laughs) 
pretty bold there, Alfred. And she wants and she's nothing like, to do with him. No, she's obviously distraught because her fiance is dead. She's distraught that Tristan isn't around because mm-hmm. we all know who wants who. But he finally comes home and Susanna finds him crying by uh, Samuel's grave. What do you think of Brad Pitt crying? Better than Tom Cruise crying. Okay. I buy it. Okay. Yeah. She comforts him. It is, it's off-putting because he has his weird, long Fabio hair. Sure. There's genuine snot, though, I think. But, I mean, I think it's... He, he, I think Brad Pitt, the actor, tapped into something. Mm. I mean, it was, it, I mean, I was moved. Yeah. I think so was Susanna. Moved to jump into bed with him. Well. But they become lovers quickly after that. Lovers. Um. Alfred, meanwhile, is a little jealous of this whole thing that he sees because he asked her to marry him and she's like, no, you're boring. Obviously, Tristan is the hot one. She's like, no, you're too tall. Like, the you're look, too tall and plain. Like, the look on Julia Ormond's face when she sees Tristan riding that horse coming to home. Mm-hmm. Like, when she's looking through the screen. Yeah. Like, that is thirst. She is thirsty for some pit. <laughs> And Alfred you, sees her and she's salad. like... That is the grossest thing I've I'm, heard you know, all week. 100% true. Alfred sees her and she's like, uh, bye. She's super embarrassed because... Like, uh, I'll be in my bunk. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> oh, man. Um, But Alfred decides to... He can't. He can't be he around. He can't us. be around. He's like, I'm going to Helena, big city. I'm gonna make a name of myself. We've been I'm... to Helena. I've never been Wait, to Montana. No. What are you talking no, we about? We haven't. We've been to Saint Helens. Saint Helens, not in Montana. Yeah. Helena is like the capital of Montana. No, I know. Uh, Tristan, you know, he's guilty. You know. About Samuel's death, he feels responsible for Alfred leaving. Um, so he leaves Montana for many years, and also Alfred and Dad have a fight, and that's what causes Dad's like decline, right? Is it when that happens? It it stresses Papa Ludlow into having a stroke. Yeah, like he and wow, Anthony Hopkins. Well, no, I post think stroke. It, I think the stroke comes. Yeah, so when Alf- he decides to run for Congress. So this is oh, all okay. prior to Because this still. says, you know, Tristan leaves Montana for several years. He does, he like goes on a whaling boat or something. And he's he, traveling the world. He's, he's traveling the world. It's not even important. He's kind of even, finding himself, but he's also losing himself. Oh, yes. And Susanna's like, I'll wait for you. Girl, don't. And even he writes a letter, marry someone else. He's like, what, all we had is dead. As I, I am, am dead. dead. Marry, Marry another. another. Yes. Lovely note. Thanks, Tristan. Written in the biggest <laughs> handwriting. He's like, I'm trying to make this letter seem longer than it is, so I'm going to write really big. You know, I'm going to triple space. Triple space. 34 font. Ariel is a little bit bigger. <laughs> um, She gets this letter, then Alfred. 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 
Alfred's like the only guy who's like, dude, I'm not going to do any of this assholey shit that Tristan's doing. I'm not dead like Samuel. I'm right here I mean, with my blue eyes. He's opened a successful cattle business in Helena. Yeah, he's successful. And now he's going to run for Congress. His only downfall, like, he's fucking boring as shit. You know, in, in Susanna's eyes, he's like that older, boring brother. He's the one who's... he Like, he even says at the end, I followed all the rules. Yeah. He followed none of them. He's 100% right. Yeah. Yeah, you're boring. No one likes... Because he's... No one follow- likes a Captain America. Yes, this is Sean's... fucking rule follower. By the booker. Hey. Boring. This is Aiden Quinn from Practical Magic. Come on. Yeah, Aiden Quinn from Practical Magic <laughs> did not follow all the rules. He's way more <laughs> he interesting. He married a witch. And he... Yeah, like yeah. fudged like evidence mm-hmm. and police testimonies. reports. Yeah, yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did not follow the rules, mm-hmm. and he ended up with the girl. Alfred kind of ends up with the girl, but then yeah, know. as a consolation prize, he has a definite consolation prize. Anyway, I mean, he's definitely yeah. her runner up, like tenth runner up. So. But yeah, so he decides to run for Congress. They have a fight with Daddy Ludlow. Daddy Ludlow has a stroke. Yeah, because you know what? Tristan is his favorite. And he doesn't like anyone who's... I think because Tristan is the most like him. And he even says, Tristan is my favorite. (laughs) At the beginning of the movie. I remember that narration. His favorite son. He doesn't say... He does. The narrator. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Which is not Anthony Hopkins. It's it's one stab telling the story, but his the sound doesn't sync up with the <laughs> visuals because it's not. Yeah, we him. didn't mention one stab. Gordon Tutusis. Tutusis. Yeah, we mentioned our our uh, supporting cast because they haven't like, come up in my uh, wiki because this wiki is obsessed with just the four people. Yeah, Gordon Tutusis is like Cree and Stony. He tribe. lives on the ranch. He helps out. Oh, I meant yeah, the actual actor. He was like oh, I'm talking about actual that. Native. He was actual First yes. Nations Cree do, do, and Stony. I think. Do, do. Um, yeah, people who live on the ranch. I want to quick give a shout out to Isabel Two, young Isabel Two, played by Sequan Auger. Mm-hmm. Sequan is that a? I have no idea. Native what? American? Uh, maybe. And then, well, I'll get to her when she grows up. Well, she'll be part her of Her mom's week. name is Pet. I loved her mom. Played by Tantu Cardinal. She's like a huge, like... Pet Decker. Like, native, like, representative. She's cool. And then uh, Paul Desmond is Tom Cullen slash Roscoe Decker. He had two names. This He's only known as Decker. Decker, he works on the ranch, cuts wood and stuff. And he's tattoo is like some kind of he's some kind of fugitive. We don't know why because yeah. cops come looking for him. They're like, no, we saw him. Yeah, like five years ago, passed yeah. through. He's on his way to Hong Kong. Um, I want to give a shout out to who should have won Best Supporting Actor, uh, Bart the Bear, as the Bear. Just want to... somehow they got it to limp. Yeah, Bart the Bear should have won. In 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 young Tristan's fight, he chops off the little claw, like his toe or whatever. Yeah. Maybe and they... then we see the bear limping off. I'm like, how they do that? Bart. Okay. So I do like when they find the bear again and Tristan and the bear from a distance lock eyes and then Tristan refuses to kill it. 
And even like one stab says, you know, like when. Because he is the bear. When two. I think it's like what when two spirits spill each other's blood, they're connected, they're bonded. Yep. Which is then we, we get this whole like narrative of the bear spirit is also Tristan's spirit now. Uh-huh. So uh, William has his stroke. He doesn't speak for years, and the ranch just kind of falls into disrepa- disrepair. That was a real bummer. It, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I love the ranch aesthetic. Oh my like the God, idea of yeah. living like of having to build your own shit. Like cottage core shit right now? Cottage core is very ranch core. Hmm. Cottage core is very it it it, it speaks to me. Hmm. But I mean you just know, the whole mm-hmm. hipster artisan kind of Yeah. Let's build our own furniture and bake our own bread kind of yeah. thing. I I mean as hokey as that might seem, I fucking dig it. You know what? It's twenty twenty one, it's been a shitty couple of years. I'm all for it. Um, Susanna finally decides, okay, fine. If I've got to marry one of these brothers, I guess I'll marry Alfred. Uh, he's now a congressman. They live in Helena, nice house. She's not happy, of course. She hasn't been happy since she had sex with Tristan and his wonderful hair. Um, Alfred's business and his politics, uh, Cause him to get involved with the O'Banion brothers. Who are the O'Banion brothers? They're Irish bootleggers, gangsters. Yeah, they just kind of run the liquor game in Prohibition America in Montana. So when Tristan returns, you know, it's full-on Prohibition. Um, He kind of, he's, he, he's kind of full of life again. When he returns, he's wearing a suit. We we see him like in his travels. He's like smoking opium. He's like tripping out. He's tripping balls on whatever weird Uh voodoo juice he's Mm -hmm. been drinking and stuff. And we see him in a pile of naked bodies too. Like that's an opium den. Yeah. Whatever that is. Uh huh. And, but he like, he, he found his humanity again. Yeah. So he comes back. Even one step says the bear went to sleep. The bear in him went to sleep. Yeah, he hibernated. Yep. When he comes back, he kind of brings life back to the ranch, to his father. Dad's glad to see him. I mean, he's he's indie coming back with those glowing stones. Sure. <laughs> Temple um, of Doom. Dad is walking around with his like iPad around his neck. Which, A chalkboard. Yes, I know. And he that's how he communicates. He writes upside down. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, and Tristan falls in love, not with Susanna. Cause she's left much to his surprise. I'm like, dude, you told her to like years ago. Yeah. Don't act so pissy. (laughs) He falls in love with Isabel too. Who's all grown up. All grown up. She's 20 now. According to, uh, Susanna. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 20. Because she was 13 when. She's gotta be. He's like 18, He's like 19. 19? She's like 20. Um, Isabel too, played by Karina Lombard, who was in Wide Sargasso Sea. If you had um, HBO in the early 90s, you probably saw that movie play lots of times. Um, squiggly. You knew exactly what was going on. You've sat and watched it, even though it's all squiggly. 
Oh, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Really? Is Sargasso's White Sargasso a sexy movie? Oh, it is. Is it a grown-up movie? It's like a sequel to Jane Eyre. I don't know what that is either. I mean, I know what Jane Eyre is. I mean, I mean. Um, you look that up. Let me take a quick break. I'm gonna refill my tea. You can look at White Sargasso's. Cool. I'm gonna watch some squiggly sex scenes. Three days later. So I just image searched a wide Sargasso Sea, and boy, oh boy, does that movie look awful <laughs> and semi-sexy. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I'm, it, it wasn't intriguing enough for me to like, I'm going to go look for this. But I think Karina Lombard is pretty. She's very pretty. Oh, she's gorgeous. Sure. Yes. Um, She and Tristan marry. They have two kids. Um, I mean, they make a very pretty couple. Yeah, they seem very happy. You know, don't get too comfortable <laughs> in your happiness, guys. We all know this movie is a well, fucking and downer. It's and it's kind of a reflection on her parentage because her parents are she's of mixed race. Her dad is wh- Tristan calls white me half breed. <laughs> I liked when and and Daddy Lombard is like uh, Daddy Ludlow is like what? She's like yeah. He says I'm half gopher, half hawk. Yeah, and they all laugh because that's it's cute. A, yes. But uh, yeah, because her dad is white and her mom is native, mm-hmm. and now so she is. She looks very. I mean, she looks full native, really. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, Karina Lombard does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the character. Okay. Uh-huh. And so, but then you know you have white Tristan dad, and you know native, Isabel yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're cute, you know, mixed race kids. I mean, yeah. Um, Tristan becomes involved in, uh, some rum running. Yeah, because the farm isn't making any money. Yeah. Because the Cause cattle price, the bottom fell out and cat, oh, cows are oh, worthless. Okay. And they don't have any fucking cows. Because they, oh. his, mm-hmm. you know, the dad sold, he liquidated everything he yeah. owned. They, yeah. Just to keep the ranch open. Yeah, so he does some run, rum running. And then, of course. And with the full blessing of Papa Ludlow. Yeah. Who's like. The government. You know, because he can kind of talk. What do you say? Oh, he's like, no, screw the government. Screw them. Screw the government. Screw them. <laughs> um, Tristan also like has to deal with um the O'Banions comes because he's edging in on their territory and yes, their deals. And then they run into him one day on the road in their open car. Well, I mean, because they do make a very open threat of stop. You know, mm. running booze on our territory or yeah. we're going to come after you. Yeah. And he gets caught doing it again. They spot yeah. him at the, like a fair or something. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so they set up so, a roadblock. Yeah. And he like fires off a bunch of like warning shots. But like, a, like one of the cops shoots off his Tommy gun. But then one of those warning shots hits. It like ricochets off the rocky canyon walls. and I like how you were like, something bad's going to happen, isn't it? I, I remember... Something bad's going to happen Well, to I remember seeing her like shot, but I couldn't remember how. Because remember last week I told you she she died like Godfather style, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, whatever her name. Because for some reason I had in my head that the car explodes. Well, yeah. I'm I like, knew there was a car involved and she like, dies how, in it. Like she does not die like Apollonia. She That's dies funny. like uh, Sofia Coppola. Accidentally shot. Dad... But she doesn't even have time to say, Tristan, no, she's, she's already dead. Yeah. She she's gets sitting there. Isabel, too, gets shot. Killed. Uh, Tristan, of course. He goes. rages out. 
rages out, beats uh, officer nearly to death. Um, is thrown in jail for thirty days. <laughs> Susanna comes to visit Tristan. She is not doing well. She is hanging by a thread at this point. She's not happy in her marriage. She doesn't like being a congresswoman, wife, whatever. Congress that that man. big cop, the okay. one who gets beat up and then who gets yeah. sniped okay. at the end too. He reminded me of like um, like Back to the Future era Tom Wilson. Mm, like a biff like a biff (laughs) tall big big guy biff um she still has i mean obviously Susanna still has feelings for tristan but he's like no because he's a vampire he doesn't age he is yeah i had i read read an interview with him what was his name in that movie there was lestat lestat and then there was with a v i think like i don't remember his name He's way better in this movie than that movie. If I'm going to judge like movies I, that came out within I like two months of each other. Interview with a Vampire. Um, I quite enjoy it, but I I like Brad Pitt in this movie. Like I mean, I'm, I did enjoy the book and stuff. I think Tom Cruise is great in that movie. Brad Pitt's kind of like. Oh, his name is Lewis. Oh yes, it's French. Wasn't there somebody else? Louis, I think, is French. Is he? What, is it? Is he? Is his name Louis? I think it's. Is he a French him. vampire? Yes, New Orleans French. Yeah, like okay, he's a Creole vampire. Well, they're yeah, they're like French New Orleans, whatever that is. Creole, I guess. Yeah, doesn't matter. I'm just saying. Speaking of vampires, I always remember River Phoenix was River Phoenix was supposed to have the role of Christian's. Chris Slater's role, oh, the, the interviewer. interviewer. And then after River Phoenix died, it was like between... He died? Yeah. Vampire. It was like between like Christian Slater and Stephen Dorff, which... All three of them look alike. I mean, they're all they're I all. I mean, Stephen Dorff looks more like River Phoenix, but... Stephen Dorff Stephen Dorf also to, looks like Christian Slater. He'll get to play his vampire in a later movie. But I remember I was so upset. I was so mad. I was like, I hate Christian Slater. Why? You obviously did not like Gleaming the Cube. No, I, I was never a Christian Slater fan. You know that. Pump up the never. volume. Nope. I mean, I... Is he in Heathers? Yes. Right? Okay. JD? Heathers is the one where they... The, the plan at the end is to shoot each other. Right? Well, they're going to blow up the school. But wasn't he going to shoot... Because he's like, a 22, it, it won't kill you. It'll, like... Right, isn't that? I'll ask our daughter. She's seen it more recently than I have. Ugh, that's terrifying. They all think JD is like cool. Um, I'm like, but I was the same age when we watched it, me and my friends. And did you also think JD was no, cool? No, I hated Christian Slater. Oh, well, okay. Well, did your friends? I thought Winona Ryder was cool. Did your cooler? Yes, they all friends? liked Christian okay. Slater. That's what we had. We had to watch Pop Up the Volume. We had to watch. Heather's, we had to watch <laughs> Robin Hood. Was he Prince. also in Rad? No, that's something no, else, right? That's, you're just thinking of Gleaming the Cube. I know. Gleaming the Cube was, I remember, Kelly loved that movie. My friend Kelly loved that yeah, movie. Yeah, it's fucking good. You gotta listen to that episode of... <laughs> no, I don't want to. No. I know what you're gonna say. I thought you did. Where they talk about Gleaming the Cube and Memphis Belle. <laughs> okay, back to Tristan. He's like, no, I don't I can't have you anymore, Susanna. You are with Alfred. 
Leave me alone. Um, Tristan and uh, Decker, mm. they kill the people responsible for Isabel's death. Yeah, they they they, they Godfather trap them. Yeah, yes, yeah. This whole scene is very Godfather editing. Like, mm-hmm. it's just location, location, location. Yeah. And then so while they're getting ready, closer in, closer in, closer. While in. they're getting ready to kill these bad guys, we see Susanna at some she cocktail return, party. She returns to her house. Oh, she, she leaves, leaves the cocktail party. Yeah. So she, yeah, so that doesn't happen at the party. No. Because I was like, how did that's no her, one else hear that? That's okay. her house. I thought the party was at their house. That's what I was thinking. No. Yeah. She went, she left the party because, yeah. We see her. Yeah, I was confused by that chain of events. Sitting in her room in front of her mirror. Her hair is down and she's staring. And I'm, I remembered very vividly her cutting her hair with the scissors. I didn't. You thought she did it with a, with a knife. <laughs> yeah, I know. I knew it was scissors, but for some reason I said knife when I was talking about it. Um. So, I, I thought she was then going to go like warrior spirit. No. Like I thought she was going to cut all her hair off and be like this kind of like wild, wilding. <laughs> no, she cuts her hair off and then we see her reach for a gun. And then we leave her and then we hear a, a bang. So she kills Yeah, herself. she gets like, she she does like two snips of the scissors. And, and like, she's like, ooh, that looks bad. <laughs> I... Regret everything. She's like, I regret trying to cut bangs like everyone else in this world. <laughs> Never cut bangs, guys. <laughs> no, not to joke. She does kill herself because she cannot imagine life without Tristan. She is not happy. She is. She. Back then, there in, was no. In her mind, she health. lost. Yeah. And in Alfred's mind, Tristan won because mm. he says it. And you won. Here she, I'll bring her, I'm bringing her home. You won. And I like, mean. Fucking rude, but. To be fair, he's not wrong, though. Again, no. I mean, it's shitty, but he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, William and Alfred, then. Well, what am I doing? The remaining. So the they kill those guys. The remaining O'Banion brother along with the sheriff and another police officer, come after Tristan because of this. Mm-hmm. Tristan's ready to, like, go off with him and sur- not surrender, but... He, he also has nothing left going for him because both women he loves are dead. His brother yep. is dead. Yep. His dad is in- practically an invalid. I mean, he's got two kids, but whatever. But, I mean, he does, and he... Typical dad. Yeah. Um. Then at... um. But he also knows that his kids would be taken care of by the yeah. family he has left. So, I mean, he's sure. not worried about what's going to happen to the kids. No, he's just being... He's being a little selfish. Yeah, he is. But in his mind, he's also being honorable. Okay. William and Alfred then kill the attackers that come for Tristan. Well, and, well that's what this says. I don't William know. And, William oh. and Tristan kill two of them. I don't think Tristan kills anyone. Oh, no. Decker. Will- no. Oh, no. This is William kills Dad. both. He kills both with the one with And then shotgun. we see Alfred with the because other then, shotgun. Yeah, because then Sheriff Tynan, or whatever his name is, is know. about to shoot and then Mr. Lolo. Alfred pops up. Yeah. And kills him. And then yeah. He, yeah the, and then Sheriff, what's his name, gets blown away by someone. And then we see Alfred standing way yeah. off. Yeah. Good seemingly shot. like a mile away. But yeah. 
Alfred reconciles with his brother and his father. They're like, I guess you're not like boring. You you saved our lives. Um, but there's also not the end for Tristan because they know that they're going to be coming gonna, back for him yeah. now. And he'll be blamed for the deaths. So, you know, Tristan's like, he asks Alfred, take care of my children. Alfred's like, okay. Since he was never able to have kids with Susanna. No. Do we know why? Is it? Well, she's writing a letter. Yeah, you know, I remember she wrote the letter. I'm guessing some kind of fertility thing. Not, I mean, obviously, but I mean, well, is I it him we, or is it her? Do we even know? No, we don't know. Okay. They don't know. It's, uh, they always blame the woman, but back in those days. Oh, well, yeah. But I mean, I I, I, I kind of thought I missed why. She, but, she just says we were un, you know, okay. unable to whatever. Um, one stab got some narration, some ending narration. He explains, um, you know, they buried the bodies and then dumped the car of those mean guys in the in the Missouri River. Very, very psycho esque. <laughs> yeah, and he reflects that rather than dying young as one stab expected, mm-hmm. he had never thought Tristan would live to see to adult. He was very reckless and just wild. Yeah. Tristan was like the only one who like lives to grow old. Mm-hmm. He's only he lived to watch his children, his grandchildren grow. Um, one stab observes it was the people Tristan loved and wanted to protect most that died young. Mm-hmm. Wonder how old Alfred was. Tristan didn't want to protect him. Well, we don't actually know what happened to Alfred. No, we don't. So it. This movie ends in 1963. Mm. I mean, obviously, we don't see those years in between. But suddenly, it's 1963. Tristan is now an old man living in the North Country. And... He's not even that old. He's an, he's an older man. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like in his... He's six, probably like his dad's age. He's probably like when, in his... like He's probably like 70. Whatever. Um, He comes across a grizzly bear. Is it the same one? It's assumed it is, yeah, sure. Bart the bear... He draws a knife and they fight and... They kill each other, I think, right? Cause it's funny because when you see him fighting, it looks like there's two bears fighting because he's in his big fur coat, you know? I think he's wearing like... I think it is a bear skin yeah. he's wearing. And as they struggle, one death narrates... One death. <laughs> one stab narrates, it was a good death. I mean, we can assume they killed each other. Yeah. That's it, the only it's way very, that It's very he, Harry Potter. One can't live one, yeah. while the other survives. Yeah. And that's how this depressing fucking movie ends. It's not. Ugh. I wouldn't call it depressing. It's just. It's, it's just no one fares well. It's. It's a. It's. It's less of a bummer than it probably could have been. But it's just. Kind it's of, definitely not like it. It's like a, It's not a happy movie. I mean, it's like tragedy, like Romeo and Juliet. It's a very much a Shakespearean tragedy. It's yeah. it's it's a it's a Game of Thrones esque tragedy <laughs> world. This ha- we see the decline of this house. Game of Thrones without the incest. A little bit of incest because Isabel too mm. was like their sister. Oh, what are you doing? I was talking in the back of my mic. Yeah. Isabel too is, quote, yeah. just like their sister. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a little. But, but Susanna, well, she slept with two of the brothers. She well, never slept with. Isabel too, when she's 13, is, I'm going to marry, marry Tristan. Tristan. And Susanna's like, you little bitch, I want to marry him. She's like, oh. So do I. Trade your brothers. It's on, bitch. 
Um, fun facts. Johnny Depp was offered and then turned down the role of Tristan. Can you imagine? Not even. I, mm. In 94? What? What was he? I mean, this is the same year as Ed Wood. I cannot see him as hunky Tristan. I, I see him more as a Samuel, honestly. Like a... But even he's he's too... Samuel, the thing with Samuel, I, I was getting hints of pre-Super Serum Steve Rogers. Sure. Mm-hmm. And also, like, well, I think I mentioned Upham from Private Ryan. His heart, he, his heart is in, in the, in the, uh-huh. I don't want to say even the right, he, he's very much, his heart is in the fight. Yes. Mm-hmm. His body and muscles are lacking. Mm-hmm. He, Samuel is book smart, but he doesn't have any common sense. He's very naive Which, in, in battle. to be honest, probably like 80% of those people, that, boys that fought in World War One. We're probably just like that. Oh yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's it's it was a a, a, a naive like almost uh, almost a fantasy where it's mm-hmm. you're it's it's very surreal. You don't you don't understand. There's real consequences. Yeah, which is what Samuel narrates. Which is what Tristan is trying to tell you know Samuel. Yeah, and Samuel, like after he gets there, he's like he's like I regret everything. I regret everything. My dad was right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah. So, like, of those three, he would be the one who would not make it. Yeah. He's not suited for war. Yeah. A- Alfred has the clear head mm-hmm. to survive. Uh-huh. He might have, he might have the bad luck to get killed, but I mean, he has the head to survive. Because he follows all the rules. Tristan has just the sheer warrior spirit. Yeah. Literally. I mean, he will go fucking Hulk rage fucking frenzy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Samantha Mathis and Gwyneth Paltrow. Samantha Mathis from Newsies? No. Mm. Where do I know that name from? She was in Little Women. She played old Amy. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. Same year. Her and Gwyneth read for the role of Susanna. I can can see... Gwyneth. Maybe. She would have been 21 compared to Julia Ormond 29. Julia Ormond is 29 in this movie? Yeah, she's a year younger than Brad Pitt. She looks like a teenager. No. That's amazing. Gwyneth Paltrow would have looked like a teenager. In Gwyneth 19... Paltrow would have looked like a child. 21, like during filming, she would have been. Like, I, like, I mean, I can see like which is weird because I think that was that was pre her and Brad Pitt. Because mm. I think he was still with like Juliet Lewis in this year. Have you seen that thing? It's sort of like a like a like a slideshow of Brad Pitt, where he always looks like his girlfriend. Oh yeah, I've seen that. That okay. has been known for years. Yeah, like oh yeah, that is odd. <laughs> um, speaking of Brad Pitt. So he, they did some makeup tests on him to play Tristan as an old man in the mm-hmm. epilogue, but uh, the results weren't good. Remember, we were like, "Oh, it looks like looks like Harrison Ford." So old. Did they just give him a big beard? <laughs> old? No, it's not even played by Brad Pitt. Oh, it's not even him. No, it's um Doug Seuss. 
And then he's uh, Doug Seuss is Bart the Bear's trainer. Mm. He's the only man who could safely wrestle with oh, Bart. Okay, that makes sense. Bart on camera. So they just give him like a blonde wig and beard. <laughs> yeah, and it makes him look like older. And, and that footage is very like swishy and grainy. So I it's mean, very it's Legend of the w- Seeker. Dark, you yeah. know. So Legends of they the did all film. the all the tricks to hide his identity. This movie was uh, mostly filmed on location in Alberta and British Columbia. Okay. And looked, it looked often it often looked cold. Yeah. Um they were gonna film directly in Montana, but moving from Montana to British Columbia saved them about two million dollars. In in film tax credits. Yeah. What was Can their you, budget then? I was gonna do oh. that. Budget was a a cool mid nineties thirty million. One of those mid-range budgets that you don't get anymore. You do not get them. Because you can't make anything for, for that. No, and you won't get epics like this. Um, can you guess how much it made in December? Actually, wide release didn't really hit until January 95. I mean, the height of Brad Pitt's And you have... He was still fairly new, though. I mean, if you think Thelma and Louise But he was, was a hot thing from Thelma and Louise. That was like late 80s? No. Oh, 90... 91, oh. <laughs> cool, cool World was like 92, or Cool World. Mm-hmm. Cool mm-hmm. World. I can't say those two words. Cool Whip. Cool World. Okay, anyway, the how much do you think it made? $75 million. $160 million. Whoa, look at that. 160.6. That's a hit. Yeah. It really this weird ass movie is a hit. It really surged post holidays, like January. Because people are like, "We got to see the two most beautiful people of 1994 so. naked and rolling around on each other." So it was a hit. Do you think it was a hit critically? Nope. Oh, what do you think? I don't. Know. I actually don't. Critically? Oh wait, what, what? Like Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, sixty-five. Um, fifty-eight. Mm. Metacritic was forty-five. Okay, it's because it's not. It's not that it's a bad movie. It's just nothing happens. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's like... It's so long. It's not like plotless, but it's just, you know, your typical epic where it... It's it just borderline sprawls. a documentary. Yeah. Um, Roger Ebert. He he, just, I bet you he fucking loved it. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say negative re- reviews, so... Did this he give a, it like a two and a half star? He said it's uh, pretty good. Okay. With full-blooded performances and heartfelt melodrama. Yeah. So that says nothing. Um, This movie is officially an Oscar-winning movie. For... Cinematography. No. Yep. Oh, really? Cinematography okay. at the 1995 Academy Awards. John Toll, cinematographer. Don't know who that is. Uh, he also won the following year for Braveheart. Okay. Uh, Same movie, just Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> Here we have a Scot we have a guy in a kilt in this movie. Yeah. And bagpipes, I heard. And uh paint on the face. James Horner did the music, sweeping melodies mm-hmm. that match the vistas, you know, your basic melodramatic drama film film score. Film score. Can you so I looked up the taglines? Hi. Uh, Okay, I found three. And, and I bet you they're long as fuck. They're not long, but... I, Are they very vague? I hate them. I hate these taglines. The first one, 
I read it about 10 times. I still don't really... Is the word love in any of them? No. Oh. So the first one... Now I'm going to save the first one for last. Okay. The second one um, is probably the best of the three. It's okay. not great. But after the fall from innocence, the legend begins. Okay. Okay. This one, I hate. Not as much as the last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, men, I the men of the Ludlow family. A woman's grace brought them together. Then her passion tore them apart. So full on blaming her for everything that's happened. Uh, okay. I fucking hate I, it. I get it. Yeah, I don't like it. No, no, I know. This one, I can't. <laughs> he was a rock they broke themselves against however much he tried to protect them. I read that about 10 times. I was like... They, they, it, that word, that what? sentence needs more Because I know... It, it needs more, more verbs? I don't know. Adjectives? I, like, I don't even know. That's why I thought after the fall from innocence, the legend begins. Okay. It reads we got like legends an, and fall. It reads like Good. an ad libs. I can't. Mad libs, I mean. I can't. It reads like a mad libs Not a fan. by someone who doesn't know verb, adverb, and noun. So overall, um, this movie is... Uh, depressing, but not like like I didn't cry. This isn't a movie that would make me cry. This is no. a movie where I'm like, no one is gonna, no one's happy. I never was so bummed out. Where I'm like, oh, no, I wasn't. My heart is broken for. Any I was of them. just like, you know, that you just get that feeling like this is just kind of depressing. Yeah, but you know what? Brad Pitt is fucking hot in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which back in ninety four, I was full on Aiden Quinn. Gross. I my friend Kate and I thought Aiden Quinn was so cute. Cute. Yeah, but I mean I was like Henry oh. Thomas is cute. Aiden yeah, Quinn is I don't know a what we thought. Accountant. I have pictures of Aiden Quinn in my journals from this time. I will say Aiden Quinn has a very good voice. He does. I do like Aiden. And he I've has always that enjoyed Aiden Quinn's ear. voice. He's got a he's got a Evander Holyfield eater, yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. Makes him look like a, a Vulcan elf. <laughs> but yeah, in 94, I was like, Brad Pitt is like too hunky. I mean But as a, a grown woman, I'm like, hot damn. Brad Pitt is gorgeous. Julia Armand is fucking she gorgeous. Is, I love her dresses in this movie. Her costuming is very good. Yeah, like the guy's costume, whatever. It's, boring. You've seen it a you've million seen times. It. Her dresses, especially when we get towards like the 1920s. And she got her little like flapper hat oh and stuff. God, yes. Dude. They should have won best costume. She should have won best costume. <laughs> can they can they award a movie <laughs> and also just for one character? This was what the same year as like oh well, like Forrest Gump won all that shit. Huh? It wouldn't have won best costume though. This movie? Forrest Gump. Oh, no. It's just I period suits. I couldn't tell you what won Best Costume of the Year. Whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... All the performances are, you know, they're tuned in. I mean, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins is Anthony Hopkins. He's, he's always going to be good. He's always going to be good. Julia Armand is just very convincing as someone who is never going to be happy again. Well, I mean, Julia Armand has the biggest spectrum 
of character in this movie. Yeah. She starts off top of the world. Yeah, she's got this, this great cute dorky fiance, little guy. Yeah, Beyonce and then a loving. He has a loving family. He's got two hot brothers. They've got a great patch of land. There's horses. There's mm. fun. You but, know, family friends. <laughs> I mean, like so many other families. And then she loses it all by war. Yes, she slowly loses all of it, and then loses herself. Cue through a hole in her head. Wow, I was going assume... to start singing Lose Yourself. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. I don't think they're eating spaghetti in Legends of the Fall. I don't think they know what spaghetti is. It's been brought over by now, hasn't it? I don't know. Oh, you mean by, by Chef Boyardi? Yeah. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I mean, this movie, it's, you know, if you're ever in mood like a you know, rainy Saturday afternoon. Uh, don't wanna, put this in. Well, I say, you know, you want to like have it on kind of quietly to take a nap. And then, you know, pop in when Brad Pitt and Julia Mon are rolling around naked because they're gorgeous. You don't see. There's not much. You just, you, you see like side butt. You see Brad Pitt's butt. Like side butt. You don't even see no, like cracks or anything. You see his like out of focus butt, but you do see. Them chest to chest. And then you see them chest to back. <laughs> and then they are doing the, yeah. But I mean. But that's like the only like, and again, you and don't it's, see it's, naked bodies. It's maybe a minute long. Oh, if that. It's very, like total, yeah. very brief. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, as far as a movie goes, it's a movie. I mean, you see the same Brad Pitt shot in Troy with Roseburn. <laughs> But yeah, I it's you know it's a classic. Mid-90s. Oh, you know who won best costume in '95 from '94 movies? Okay, Adventures of Priscilla, Queen oh. of the Desert. Man, I wonder if this was even nominated. I feel like Little Women was nominated. That didn't win. Little Women. I don't know. Little Women won. Mm, seems like nothing. Oh my god, I don't remember. That's all I have to say about Legends of the Fall, nineteen ninety four. Again, this kind of movie doesn't exist anymore, guys. So you have to go seek them out. Early nineties, lots of sweeping melodramatic epics. It's a good decade for those. Was Glory like in the nineties? Glory was directed by Edswick. Okay, I see it. He also directed, I looked at his uh, career, because I knew, the only movie I, two movies I knew he directed was this and Courage Under Fire, the following So he likes war movies. Yes, sweeping epic war movies. Okay. Boring. I mean, not, those movies are not boring, but I mean, just, I don't know. I own Courage Under Fire on VHS. Why? Because Matt Damon. Oh. He's barely even in it, isn't he? I had to. I mean, isn't see it, it? Isn't it a Sandra Bullock and Denzel Washington movie? Okay, it's not Sandra Bullock. It's oh, Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. That's right. What was Sandra Bullock in? I don't know. None of them. Okay. <laughs> Forces of nature. No, I don't know. no. Hope floats. Hope floats. <laughs> With Harry Connick Jr. before he has a fucking bald okay, okay, cap. Okay. In sh- Annie. Okay. So where he, he looks Caribbean. Sh- 
Okay, you guys, really quick. You need to Google something for me, everyone. So there's going to be a new version of Annie. That's going to be like one of those live musicals like on NBC. Where the hell are they going to play it? And you all know that I love me some Albert Finney as Daddy Warbucks in 1982's Annie. Um, in this made-for-TV live event, Harry Connick Jr. is playing Daddy Warbucks. I love Harry Connick Jr. He's got great hair. But he's going to be Daddy but Warbucks. Who is traditionally bald. And he's bald. And Shaw said he looks creepy. <laughs> so just, I mean, if you just Google it, or I, I saw it on Spotify. They have their off-Broadway playlist. They are, they're on the cover this week of their off-Broadway playlist. And I literally screamed when I saw it. It's horrifying. It, it's unrecognizable with Harry Connick Jr., does that Harry Connick Jr., does he have eyebrows? Because <laughs> I don't remember even seeing eyebrows. Because eyebrows make a face. Like, if you don't have eyebrows, you're unrecognizable. So, but I I could not see Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, he's got eyebrows. Okay. He just has, and he has melanin, apparently. <laughs> he He went from a non-pigmented person to a pigmented person. There are so many versions of Annie. I'm getting kind of sick of it. There's only, there should only be two that exist. The original Broadway the one. The Shirley Temple one? N- there was never a Shirley oh, Temple Annie. Not? Oh. <laughs> the original Broadway and the 1982. 1982. The Carol Burnett one? Yes. Okay. That's not available on any streaming service. <laughs> Telly Savalas as Daddy like Telly Savalas. No, he doesn't. Oh, I can't handle it. You know, the only person... He's not a person. Sandy looks like Sandy. The dog. Um, okay. Enough of that. Wasn't there a Jamie Foxx, Annie? There's so many. There's a Cameron Diaz. I don't know. I don't know. There's a Jamie Foxx one, right? There's a Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay? No. Not Lindsay Lohan. Miley Cyrus? No. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't either. <laughs> There's only one uh, one version that matters. Anyways, moving on. Get oh, wait, no, it. No, it's not Lindsay Lohan. No, Kathy Bates played Carol Burnett's character. I can I can but, see that. Uh, Victor Garber is Daddy Warbucks. Victor Garber, the soap guy? Uh, He's a... Yeah, Alias and Titanic. Oh, that know, guy. He built the ship or he planned it or I don't know. Yeah, I wish I, I'm sorry I couldn't build you he a better boat, the, Rose. He looks at the clock. Yeah, it's his fault. His fault. Hmm. <laughs> who's the, who's Annie? I don't know. I never, I I think I started it and I was like, I can't. There's only, there's only one. Okay. Should we pick for next week? Yes, please. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. 160. Hey, Google. Pick a number from 1 to 160. Here's a random number, 133. Is it an S? This is perfect. Is it an S? Yes. Is it Scott Pilgrim? No. Damn it. It's the perfect December movie, and I have been wanting to watch it because it's it's like a, it's not a Christmas. Summer of 69. Why would we? Own? I don't know what that is. Is that a movie? Yeah, it's a, is it a baseball movie? Well, 
No, it's a Brian Adams song. Okay. Because <laughs> Summer of 58 is a terrifying video game. Um, no, this is a, it's a musical. It's often played at S- Christmas time. Swing kids. It's often played. Swingers. Hol- okay. Wow. Super bad. Stop. <laughs> uh, Julie Andrews. Sound of music? Sound of music. We haven't done this one yet. No. Oh. Oh. No, we haven't. The Sound of Music. I feel like I've seen this recently. I'm super excited. I fucking love Sound of Music. Who doesn't? Well, I'm sure people your don't. Your father does not. No, he doesn't like West Side Story. Wait, has your father ever seen Sound of Music? Yes. Oh, okay. But he... Recently, for the first time, right? No. Oh. No. Oh, okay. I thought it, I thought he hated West it. West Side Story was, he... was like not allowed in our household. Because your dad hates Puerto Ricans. I listened to the new soundtrack today, came out, the new Steven Spielberg, which has gotten rave reviews Which has everywhere. actual Boy, brown re- people in it. Yeah. The girl from Schmigadoon, the teacher, is uh, Anita. Marm? Yes. The marm, the school yeah. marm? Yeah. Oh, I love her oh, so much. Yeah, she's, you know, Cheetah Rivera's character. Oh. I like to be the America. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. I'm going um uh, oh i love her <laughs> yeah she's kind of perfect and you know what so we're not people we're supposed to hate ansel orgot elgort what the fuck his name is who what ansel elgort he plays tony in this movie and we're supposed to hate him because he i guess it came out a couple of years ago that he like tried to pick up like young girls on the internet okay. some girls showed texts I'm like, oh, I, I'm out. I don't, I have no knowledge. She's like, of this. look at, he was texting me, and she's like, I'm only like 14 or some. Okay. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. So everyone's like, okay, cancel. People are, at the time, people were like, Mr. Spielberg, you still have time to recast. I'm like, I'm not getting involved. I'm way too old for this shit. I, so I was listening to the soundtrack today, and. I've always thought that Tony had the hardest, the most difficult songs in the in the show, West Side Story. They're difficult songs to sing. It's Sondheim, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Who writes difficult songs anyway to sing? But I always thought Tony had difficult songs. He actually does a really good job. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, so next week, Sound of Music. I know you've seen it. It's a really good um, holiday movie. Mm-hmm. Even though there's no Christmas in it, it's not even any winter. It's just a good, uh, feel good. There is snowy mountains <coughs> in the distance. Who's Christopher Plummer? I'm seriously, I was, wow. I've been trying to think of his name. Get a good Christopher Plummer performance. The only one I had really known until Knives Out. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's streaming on Disney Plus because I think it, I think I've seen it. They own 20th Century Fox, so find it there if you want to watch it before we talk about it. Cool, I'm excited. Um, yeah, that's it. You can. Hey, why don't you like rate and review us? We don't ask for that. It's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> you can follow us on the socials if you want, even though I'm not good at it. Why do we own this DVD on Instagram? Why do we own this one on Twitter? 
Thanks, as always, to Brushy One String for our theme song, our original one-of-a-kind theme song. Yes. Written by Brushy One String himself. With our names in it. <laughs> he sings about us. On a one-string guitar, you can find everything he's ever done at BrushyOneString.com. Yeah. Thanks to Marlene LePage for our artwork. Who doesn't exist online. That's cool. And Jealous. That's it. Huh? I do We're tired, guys. I'm guessing it's just going to be score at the end of this episode. What did we talk about? Oh, yeah, Legends of the Fall. There's no... There's no... My favorite track on the soundtrack is called The Ludlows. And there's actually a really good version that Lindsay... Sterling? Sterling does. On the James Horner tribute album that came out a couple years ago. She does The Ludlows, and it's uh, really good. Maybe I should ask her for permission to do that, since... We're close personal friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, do that. We met once years at, ago at, at Comic Con. Um, Alrighty, Gales. What? I don't know. What was that thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think, did, did the spirit take hold of you? What? <laughs> what, what was What was What was that? <laughs> Okay, now. Why is it spicy? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>